It can be hard to know what our kids are really thinking and feeling. But when we encourage kids to engage with us in conversation, and when we lean in and actively listen, we inevitably learn something that helps us do better by them. Welcome to Dear Highlights, the podcast inspired by letters and emails from kids who write to highlights, seeking a listening ear and a little guidance as they wind their way through childhood. A short, sweet season, but also a period of heavy lifting for kids. I'm Christine French Cully, editor in chief of Highlights and your podcast host. I'm joined by Hilary Bates, our podcast producer and thoughtful mom of two. We're here to amplify the voices of children and to explore with expert guests many of the issues that kids and families wrestle with regularly. We're glad you've joined us. Dear Highlights, my mom and dad have been separated for about a month. I have two cats. I get keys for them. Dear Highlights. For decades, but increasingly in recent years, Highlights has received a steady little trickle of letters and emails from kids who want more meaningful moments with their families, more time to talk together or play, time without distractions when their parents or caregivers are more fully present. Maureen, age nine, wrote, Dear Highlights, my dad is always working, and even when he says he is done and will spend time with me, he does not. Seven-year-old Mae Wynn of Brooklyn wrote a very similar letter about her mother. We also hear from kids who feel overscheduled and just want more free time. Jane wrote to us to say, Dear Highlights, I have a problem. How am I going to get to play outside? I have so many things to do when I come home from school. I get out at three and sometimes after school we play basketball in the gym. One night a week I go to band and don't get home until 4.30. Two nights a week, I have other things. I also have a lot of homework and an instrument to practice. Other readers write to say that they worry they spend too much time playing video games. In one recent letter, a reader said, help, I think I have a major addiction to screens, which is not good. Mm -hmm. Hillary, I love how so often kids seem to know the important things that may be missing from their daily lives. And I think parents know too, and parents are doing the best they can. Work obligations, family finances, and all the other responsibilities that come with a family can be all-consuming. It's easy to postpone or ignore a dream. It's hard to change things up to clear the decks for even a little while. It can be challenging to make even small changes. We have all just lived through a historic moment, and one of the silver linings of that is that it's an invitation, really, to think about what in our lives that we were doing on rote works and what might we really wanna change. Yeah, that's right. Today we're sharing an interesting story of two parents who sort of seize the moment, recognizing that childhood is a short, sweet season. They made a travel plan designed to show their young children more of America. They set out on this epic family adventure that they tell us has strengthened their family bond broaden the whole family's perspective, and is creating unforgettable family memories. Yeah, we can't wait for you to hear this story. We know it is not every family's dream to pack themselves into a vehicle together and spend that much time together. <laughs> but we hope that listening will inspire families for a few ideas of mini adventures or just ways they can lean into the things that get them excited. That's right. Listeners, please meet Trent and Carly Shepard. Trent and Carly, thanks for joining us today. We are really excited 
to have you share your story about how you found the courage and everything else it takes to make a significant lifestyle change, one that you feel was beneficial to your children and to your family. So let's begin the conversation by hearing a little bit about the two of you. Uh, will you tell us who you are and what you do and what your life was like before you started out on this epic adventure? Absolutely. Hey, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Um, great to see you, Chris. We're excited to share our story. So I'm Trent Shepard and married to lovely Carly, who's here with me now. Um, I'm 45 years old, a father of two boys, Gray and Ty, and we just recently added a dog into our little traveling circus, as we call it. His name's Chili. And um, <laughs> I've lived in Austin all my life. Um and seen it change drastically, especially in the past five or 10 years. Um, I'm a graphic designer and a musician, and I own a small website company in Austin, which I've been, um, let's see, been doing that for about 18 years now. And uh, yeah, before we, we embarked on this epic adventure, our lives were pretty domestic and scheduled, I would say, pretty pretty normal, I guess you could say. I rode my bike to work every day, um, sat at my desk for six to eight hours usually, um, did yoga a couple times a week and played some music shows in Austin. And uh, yeah, things were pretty just uh, scheduled. And um, yeah, I guess normal is the best way to say it. And uh, I've always loved being outdoors and loved traveling. And in our time off, our vacations, um, we, we did a lot of that and love to explore the United States and other countries uh, whenever we can. And Carly, tell us a little bit about you. So I'm Carly. Um, like Trent mentioned, we have two boys, um, ages 11 and 8. And so my background is in ecology, and also um, I'm a landscape architect. So do those very part-time. Um, and then for several years before heading off on this big adventure, I was teaching yoga and mindfulness. Um, so nature and mindfulness have always been a big part of our family, and we have always woven those into our activities. Um, we definitely prioritize, have always prioritized being outside as much as we can and, and really being together too. That's been an important part of our lives. And before this, both the boys were in alternative schools, but they were in um, a brick and mortar school. Um, and we were we had a house in central Austin and we were doing kind of the normal kid activities, um, pretty busy, but also, like I said, spending time together. So what was the catalyst for making such a big change? And tell us what year this started. So looking back, you know, we traveling has always been a big part of our relationship and um, going back to when we were dating. And I remember going on, um, you know, date nights in the recent past and talking about what are our dreams. And it always came back to trying to figure out how we could take our family life on the road and still work and school um, and trying to achieve that at the time, it felt very abstract. How do we, how do we pull that off? Um, but it was definitely always there. And so I think just living in Austin, we were feeling a little bit stuck, you know, had the desire to change, 
um, both scenery, but also our pace, you know, slow down, um, maybe simplify and live a little more intentional, aligned with those dreams. And, you know, the other realization was, gosh, childhood is so short and we only have this limited time with our kids. And how do we, you know, how do we fulfill those dreams of being together as a family, making memories together and learning together? Um, And so we had kind of started this idea of taking the kids out of school, world schooling and traveling. We were planning to do that in 2021. And so obviously COVID hit in 2020. And as we all know, the world changed. And so we, um, since we already had that kind of moving forward, COVID was a a chance for us to reevaluate and keep the dream alive, but look at it as an opportunity to rethink how this can still happen. And honestly, I think that the stars were really aligned. We had the right mindset. Uh, We had careers that allowed us to work remotely. And we were open and curious about homeschooling. Uh, And, you know, the ages of our kids felt really right to dive into this. Um, They were, you know, still at an age where they like to be with us and we like to do things together. So we embraced the opportunity and, you know, with a lot of gratitude and and decided to go for it. Yeah, I think that uh, just to kind of piggyback off what Carly said, the the stage was kind of set already in our hearts and in our minds. And we um, we were just looking for some kind of encouragement or the opportunity to to jump on it. You know, so um, like she mentioned, we had we had already sort of committed to doing something in 2021 and trying to go to Spain and, and, um, you know, start homeschooling and and doing something very different, but we hadn't totally committed to it. And honestly, I'm not sure if it would have happened if it wasn't for COVID, you know, presenting us with that opportunity, um, in terms of let's, let's try to work remotely and let's try this homeschool thing. And let's just, um, you know, commit to it for uh, for six months or whatever and, and see what happens. So the timing was was really fortuitous for us. And we got really lucky in terms of, like Carly said, our kids' ages and their willingness um, and, and ability to do it. I, you know, it, I think, it, I don't know, probably be a lot harder with a, with a very young child or, or just very different. I, could, I can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Um, but another huge part of that that, that I want to share that was um, – maybe the the kind of uh, i've called it the golden ticket uh or you know the sign that it was time to to really jump on this was was that my mom passed away um a year before covid in 2019 and she was diagnosed with ALS and um she she passed 3 short years after the diagnosis and mom was uh just a rock in our family um you know we we just look to her for, for inspiration and guidance and, and love and nurturing. Um, she's like the Yoda. We expected her to be 150 someday, you know, wow. not 72 when so she sorry. passed. Yeah. Yeah. But so that, I, I think that just really, um, you know, uh, reaffirmed the sense of, of fragility of life and, and how, how quickly things can change and, um, you know, was the inspiration and, and the kind of golden ticket to go for it 
because who knows if we'd ever have another chance and and uh and it just seemed like the right time and that was the the ultimate kind of nudge you know mm-hmm. um that decision obviously was made almost a year after she she had passed but that gave us time to reflect on on what i'm talking about and and really um you know have the confidence or at least the courage to to make that leap so mm-hmm. so mom's uh you, you know presence uh in our hearts and in our minds was a big part of making that decision and and i know that she would be so thrilled uh knowing that we're doing what we're doing and carly and i laugh that she she probably uh or, or certainly hop on the bus so to speak and, and be along for the ride <laughs> yeah yeah well i favor taking grandma's places <laughs> with your kids <laughs> So speaking of confidence, I'm just curious to know, when you started out, when you pulled out of the driveway, did you do that with confidence or did you have one of those, oh my gosh, what are we doing kind of moments? Yes, is the answer. <laughs> we were, I mean, you had to put your furniture into storage, I guess. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, that, was, of- that was hard. That was a, a really big push uh, in June in Texas. Everyone knows it's a, it's just miserably hot and um, it was just one step in front of the other for, for weeks to uh, move out of our house and um, put everything into storage. But that was just a necessary step. And we had the end goal. And that, and that was every day still as exciting as when we made the choice, you know, knowing that, that soon we would be chasing our dreams. Um, so that was really, that was challenging for sure. But um, like I said, we, we had a carrot at, at the end uh, to look forward to. And it was really exciting as we pulled out of the driveway, for sure. You know, we we had, I think, like I said, been looking forward to this for many, many years, and and here we were actually doing it. So I, I remember, you know, just just uh, smiling, driving down the road. Here we go. This is really, really fun, really exciting. Um, I had a lot of uh, just unknowns, and I guess some anxiety about like uh, not only where are we going, but how are we going to get there? You know, and what, what happens if, you know, in terms of, uh, just everything, you know, the, the safety and security of our family and how's this going to work out with, with my job and actually working remotely. And, you know, what happens when the trailer gets a flat tire and things break, which they always do, you know, there's no avoiding all those things. Um, but I think it's, it's important to share. And one of the things that I, that I always like to remind our family of, and when we're sharing the story, um, the commitment and kind of the, the family contract was like, we know that things are going to go wrong and this is not going to be smooth sailing. And even though this is a, a great adventure we're embarking on, um, things are going to go wrong and there's going to be challenges. And it, it's up to us to decide how we deal with those challenges, you know, when things don't go our way. So I think that's, you know, going into it, to me, that was maybe the best uh, lesson, life lesson that, that I thought we could expect to to, to glean from our experiences, you know, and, and there certainly has been a lot of those moments. And, um, and I, I think that outside of kind of traditional schooling or whatever you want to call it, um, learning to roll with the punches is a big part of, of the education that we've all, we've all learned. Life lessons. Yeah. So where have you gone and how many miles have you logged? So we've done the way we typically travel is we go out for several months and and this is just the rhythm that works for us. So we go out for several months and then we generally come back to um, we have a little cabin in the hill country in Texas. So that allows us to ground ourselves a little bit and you know stay still um, 
And so we go out, we, the first loop, we went west and we went up to Idaho, Montana, Colorado, and then we came back through Utah, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was six months. And then we have gone to Florida for the, the, the first winter. And we did another Western loop going up to the Pacific Northwest, which was magical. Um, and always, you know, making, trying to make every stop count and every location and really doing a lot of research to find out you know, where the place is right for us to spend time. And then I think the highlight of our travels so far is we spent last winter in Baja. Um, so we did the whole <laughs> peninsula which was um, very dreamy and it felt like every single person in the family was thriving during that trip, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, just to give some some quick uh, statistics when when I, when I answer that question, usually I say we, we've done about 65,000 miles in two years. And, you know, we're in the central U.S., obviously, but we've been almost to all four far corners of the United States and Baja. So Pacific Northwest down to Baja. Uh, we've been to Pennsylvania. We haven't been all the way to Maine yet, but we aspire to someday and all the way down to the Florida Keys. So we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Wow. Travel is broadening and um, you are doing a lot of it. How do you think all this traveling has affected your kids? Yeah, I think it's been uh more than we dreamed, honestly. It's been better than we dreamed. Um, a few thoughts there. What One of the coolest things was to see how quickly Gray, our 11-year-old, and Ty, our 8-year-olds, currently, um, their relationship has changed and, and really uh, has, has really blossomed. You know, when it's just the two of them on the road, lots of times if they want a playmate, they have to look at each other uh, for, that, for that input and that uh, entertainment. And They've really they've grown a lot closer, and um, they still you know love to build and build Legos and magnet tiles and those kind of things, and they also love to ride bikes together and play sports together. So that's been awesome for their relationship, um, the two of them. Um, in terms of kind of the bigger picture, um, one of the dreams and goals that Carly and I had was for them to see the world as a much bigger picture than just the bubble of Austin or Texas where we spent the majority of our lives. And uh, that, just to kind of give like the extreme um, of their worldview expanding, you know, being in Baja was uh, was incredible. And an example that I like to give is, you know, they, they went from maybe being a little bit, you could say shy, you know, in social settings, or um, just maybe hesitant to go up and talk to a new kid in a a setting at a, uh, you know, at a park or whatever it might be. Um, in Mexico, you know, we, we'd be camping at a, a location on a beach in this one example. And, and there was some kids there didn't speak any English, but, you know, they went right up to them and figured out that everyone liked to play soccer. And before long, they're, they're playing a soccer game together and, you know, just uh, speaking the global language of, of having fun together, you know? And so, They've become a lot more, I think, courageous and uh, outgoing and, and also just um, open and accepting to all kinds of experiences and, and other humans out there, which is really the goal. Mm, yeah, we often tell kids in highlights that, um, you know, we want them to understand that we're all more alike than different. And your kids are really finding that out in a very visceral way. 
And I'm really hopeful that these experiences that they're getting, you know, so much of it, they're going to carry with them throughout their lives and, you know, things that I don't even know. um, And they can't even pinpoint the lessons that they're learning. But I really think it's setting this foundation of being open to such a wide diversity of people and cultures and landscapes that, um, I mean, I'm hopeful that it's really setting them up to for their future. So Trent, I heard you say earlier that your kids' willingness was one of the things you listed as a factor about how you guys decided to start this adventure. I'd like to hear a little bit more about what your kids thought when you brought this idea to them and how they were feeling when it began. They love new experiences and uh, it didn't take much to to kind of sell them on the idea of getting a, a trailer and uh, and taking the show on the road and, and going to explore some of these places that they've learned about in books and, you know, and even in Highlights Magazine, you know, and uh, going to national parks and and seeing what um, all, all that there is to offer out there. And, you know, a big piece of living this lifestyle for all of us is being really open in our communication and honest. And so we are committed to this. We always say like one year at a time. And so we're constantly checking in with each other, checking in, you know, as parents, but also checking in with our kids and making sure that, are you guys still on board with this? Is everyone still happy? Is everyone still want to live this lifestyle? And as long as the answer is yes for each person, then, and, and it's working, then we'll do it. But, you know, the minute that it feels like someone's off balance or something's not right, then we reassess. Um, so that's extremely important. And, you know, we're lucky that we were on year three right now. We've been doing this for two years. So I, I'm very grateful that it has worked so well up until now, and hopefully it will continue. But we're always open and willing to evolve what we're doing and even completely change if it's if someone's not happy with what we're doing. And you're refurbishing a bus uh, so you can do this more comfortably. Is that right? Uh, yeah. And I'll let Trent go into that more. But that's another piece of the willingness of the boys. Right. And part of the reason we're doing that is because they had such extreme excitement about doing the bus project that I'll let Trent talk about. But, you know, that just goes to show um, how how excited and um, involved in this that they are. So I'll let Trent. Yeah, I laugh because refurbishing is a very generous word, Chris. Uh, <laughs> it's a big project that we have taken on. And uh, a huge part of that was, so when we hit the road, we, we bought a, we brought an, a used Airstream trailer is how we first hit the road. And, and it's been great for us. And I think in hindsight, that was the right thing for us to do versus trying to build something from the ground up just because we were totally new. And now that we've done it for a couple of years, like Carly said, we have a much better sense of what we need in terms of space and systems. And we also have a much better sense of like what works and what doesn't. And, you know, what's a good platform for us and like how big and all these things. And so um, when we start, we've, we've always dreamed about doing a bus and, and a, a school bus, you know, like it, it's funny when we tell people that we're, we're building a bus because most people think of, I don't know, the Rainbow Family or just like, you know, hippies 
driving aimlessly around looking for a place to <laughs> spend the night. And maybe there's some element of that too, what we do, but um, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's a practical platform because they're so safe and they're, they're very, uh, they're like big steel tanks that are very, you know, safe for your family and, and relatively affordable when you can find one that's been used and, and well-maintained. And so it's a good platform to start and I think what the boys were most excited about, I just, you know, time and time again, we'd be sitting around the, the little table at the Airstream sketching our, just our dream layouts, you know, and they always would, would sketch bunk beds, you know, and, and have these cool ideas that they wanted to integrate into our, our home on the road. And so that was, I think, the biggest justification or impetus to pull the trigger on, on finding a school bus and, and doing this build was having them be a part of it and having it be their vision too, and something that's totally custom for our family um, and a long-term goal. I mean, we, we've got the bus uh, this year in early May, and we've been working every day. We work a little bit on it. We try to do just something small every day on the bus to keep moving forward. And it's really challenging. Uh, we're all learning a lot, and it's really frustrating at times, and, and that's just part of it and part of the lessons, you know, that we're learning. Um, we just, at, what was it, a couple of days ago, uh, we were, we were we're putting in insulation now, this really cool sheep's wool insulation inside the bus, and Gray turned to Carly, and he's like, you know, for the first time, I, I really get the feeling that we're actually going to finish this thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that was promising to hear because, it, it, yeah, it's just it's a whole lot of work. And we, we have started from the ground up. And uh, our goal is to have it done by the end of this year so we can take it to Mexico again next year. And I think that will kind of relight the fire, the inspiration for everybody. Um, I mean, it already has, but to be able to use that. Uh, will be exciting and a whole lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Um, so some people are going to listen to this and think, I could never do this. And I do not want to be in such a tight space with my family and spend so much time with them. And other people hear your story, and I'm sure you encounter this in real life, and they feel inspired. Maybe they've had an itch to do something similar for a long time. For those folks, what advice would you give? And you are absolutely correct. This is not for everybody. Um, and I, I think that if you do soul searching and this is a dream um, and it is a deep desire, then I mean, my advice is you know, go for it. It doesn't have to be long-term. It can be a very short-term adventure, but you know, start small and then, you know, a big part of it, like I mentioned, is keeping communication open and honest between everyone in the family, being flexible, because that's one of the one of the benefits of this lifestyle, but it also can be a little overwhelming with how much flexible flexibility you have. And I think see it as an adventure. Anything can happen. And if you go into it with that mindset, I really don't believe that you'll regret it. Um, but it, like I said, it has to be something that is really intriguing to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And th there's, there's a lot of, I think, moving parts that need to come together for it to work at all, much less on a long-term basis, you know? And so like Carly said, I think communication is of utmost importance within the family and, and just being honest with everyone and with yourself. Um, I mean, I, it's, it's hard and the other day I was talking to Carly and just like, man, I'm, I'm just not sure about 
this bus project? Is this really practical? What, you know, we have so many other things going on right now. Do we need to be focusing our time and our effort on that? Um, and so uh, we decided, yes, we should keep doing that. And, <laughs> but it's just, it's important to check in, I think. And, and uh, yeah, and just be honest with yourself about um, expectations and, and what your intentions are. And I think Carly nailed it. Just start small. I, but, but I, I want to encourage anyone to, if you're, if you're feeling a calling to do it, to give it a try. And, you know, that could be for a weekend or that could be for a week during the summer. And there, there are so many amazing families we have met on the road and everyone does it differently. Everyone approaches it with their own goals and their own intentions. So, you know, that's extremely important. And it's been really fun to, to meet this community of nomads um, and, and really see um, everyone has a different purpose and everyone has a different reason for doing this and a way of doing it. And really what it comes down to is what's right for your family unit. Well, it sounds like you're making a lot of really wonderful memories with your kids during this short, sweet season, which is their childhoods. Um, how are you documenting some of these memories? Are you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, a few ways. Uh, the boys have journals that they, they draw in and, and write in, and that's part of their, their school curriculum, if you want to call that, which, which I think is awesome. Um, one, another thing we've done that I love, maybe this is my favorite way of documenting, is we do geo journals. And so we love, uh, obviously, spending time outdoors. We've really become uh, geology fanatics, and we love looking for crystals and artifacts and, uh, and rocks and learning about the history of different areas that we're in. So we have geo journals. Usually those are like little plastic bins or boxes where we'll, we'll collect items along the way. And those have included everything from, we found shark's teeth in, um, in Florida. We found some really cool quartz crystals in Arkansas. Garnets in Utah. Garnet in Utah. Um, you know, eagle feathers in Pacific Northwest and, uh, and you know, just all, all kinds of really cool um, keepsakes. So the Geo Journal, um, we do have a Instagram account. Um, so our last name is Shepherd. We're the Shepherd family. And I, I remember as Carly and I were, were leaving Texas, I remember driving north out of Texas, which is a long drive. Uh, it takes many, many hours to get out of the large state. We were thinking, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun to start an Instagram account, just if nothing else, so that we can share these memories with our family and our friends and, um, and have a, you know, a photo journal uh, for us to look back on. And so we do have an Instagram account. It's called Shep Quest. And um, that's kind of morphed into, uh, into a way to connect with other families on the road or keep in touch with other families that we've met, which has been hugely helpful and uh, a great way to keep in touch. Um, Carly mentioned some of the great and interesting people that we've met along the way. And social media has been a, a huge help in that regard um, to keep in touch. And so one of the hard things on the road that we found uh, is is really a sense of community and and friendships and relationships. And we you know we've we've met families at campgrounds, we've met families in parks, we've met them all over. And when we bond with someone, we like to we like to try and reconnect with them somewhere down the road. That might be uh, 
you know, hey, let's let's try to get together next summer in in New Mexico or or whatever that is. But social media has has been, I think, hugely helpful in that regard um, in terms of keeping in touch, and and we're grateful for that. That's great. We'll put that Instagram link in our show notes if our listeners want to follow you. Another thing to add to to that is that um, we've learned a lot in terms of the bus build. We learned a lot from social media and from YouTube about different ways to 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 build. And uh, there's there's tons of inspiration out there, obviously. But we've met lots of great people through social media um, that have that have built their own schoolies and have been more than willing to share their experiences and their knowledge. There's lots to learn and lots of questions. And so we're, we're super grateful for those friendships that we've made and are happy to, to share our experiences as well. Um, and, and we do document some of that on, on the ShepQuest account as the bus build is coming along. And it's, it's I think, pretty entertaining to see step by step uh, <laughs> how the bus is built. That's great. Thank you. Well, I know that you've inspired uh, our listeners in many ways, listeners who want to have adventures with their children, big and small. And I'm sure you've got a lot of them thinking about um, their lifestyle a little differently. We like to ask this question of all our guests before, as we end the podcast. You know, at, at Highlights, our core belief is that children are the world's most important people. And as parents, it's certainly easy for us to embrace. But um, you know, in your travels, have you seen anything that would make you say, gosh, if we really believe that children are the world's most important people, I think we'd think about this particular thing differently, or I think we would, you know, maybe make this more of a priority than that. Yeah, um, I, I love that question. And we 100% believe that children are the world's most important people. Um, you know, I think that Carly and I talk about this a lot in terms of just all the crazy stuff going on in the world today. How can we have an impact or what can we do? You know, what can we do is, is the big question that we always come back to. And and we really believe and subscribe to the idea that change happens at home and, and, the, and maybe the best thing that we can do is to invest our hearts uh, and our time into relationship with our kids um, the best that we can so that to help them become the best versions of themselves that they can. And hopefully in turn, um, you know, their relationships and their communities and their world would be a better place someday. So that's, that's I think, our primary intention uh, in terms of, uh, like I said, really trying to, to form those bonds. And we have a lot of FaceTime with the, with the kids, obviously. So there's lots of opportunity to learn lessons and uh, to experience struggle with them and challenge the good times and the bad times. Thank you both for sharing your story. It's been really terrific. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for the opportunity. We're thrilled to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. And, and hopefully it's uh, interesting or inspiring to, to you listeners out there. Thank you. You can learn more about kids' hopes and dreams and their worries and fears from the book, Dear Highlights, What Adults Can Learn from 75 Years of Letters and Conversations with Kids, available on highlights.com or wherever you buy your books. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe and share the link with your friends. Special thanks to the producer of this podcast, Hilary Bates, and also to our audio engineer, Ted Weckbacher. <laughs>